And my favorite, uh, my favorite Arctic Monkeys album is Humbug. I found that the songs that I like, like the most from them, are the horny ones. Oh yeah, then they have That's some good like horny the songs. They have some good horny songs. Yeah, like um, Humbug is a super horny record. Oh by the way. fuck yeah, yeah. Anyway, learning the ropes. Welcome to Learning the Ropes, season one finale. We're going to be rounding up, talking about the entire rock and wrestling era, the golden era of wrestling that we just went down exploring with Tyler. And uh, next week, we'll be here with season two of Learning the Ropes, where we start the new generation. Tyler, what are your thoughts on, on the whole journey that we've taken you so far? Um, I went from uh, being kind of like mad with the, uh, you know, actually, you know what? Once put all that, it went from being mad to I'm I I, I like look or to like now where I'm 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 like pumped to watch some matches now. Like I Hell like yeah. get like excited to watch matches. At the beginning, it was like homework, but now I'm excited. Hell yeah! I'm, I'm an actual fan now of wrestling. I'm also excited because uh, guys, we I, achieved we achieved the goal. Podcast over. Yeah, He's a fan it's of over. Now we're still we're all versions, though. Unfortunately, we got, okay, what? We still got to get him. Uh, we still got to get him laid for one, and then two. We got to get him caught up. He's got to do all his homework still. He's got a long way to go. I also, I just want to say, I'm excited because Tyler Matt is fucked this episode because it's really loosely <laughs> formatted. Yeah. Oh, is it? Oh, 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 Matt, you're gonna die. Because we're we're gonna uh, for, also for those of you right for now. those of you listening, oh hell yeah, um, yeah. For, and I'm the, really drunk. <laughs> like really, I've I've graduated from tipsy when we first started drinking to when I first started talking to you to I've just realized I'm really drunk. I'm like a cross. That's bad, Matt, because I thought you were gonna stay like vaguely tipsy, and so I've started I've started getting there because I thought it'd be funny if me and Tyler were the chaos ones. <laughs> Oh, uh, this is this one's gonna be a mess, and that's this gonna, is gonna be, be okay. good. It's gonna be horrific to edit. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna count down actually through this. Uh, all of our top favorite matches, like or well, least favorite to favorite uh matches uh that we've done so far. Before we recorded, we all went through and ranked one to fifteen the fifteen matches that we watched. I know there's only been fourteen episodes. But there was a two for last week. Yep. Uh, so we went through and ranked all our 15 favorite matches. Uh, and so what we're going to do is we're going to each we're going to start at 15, go up to one. And we're going to say what uh, currently we think. And then we're, I actually went through all of the ratings that we did in the previous episodes. And we have what we thought of those matches then. And then I w- w- took the, the, the ratings and then sorted it so that... Um, It'll be kind of interesting to see, kind of remembering, just like without kind of prompting, thinking, uh, trying to rank everything compared to what we thought of at that time uh, yeah. of that match. Oh, um, oh, mine, mine has evolved. I, I have a story now. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think I, I definitely, I'm not gonna line up one to one, and so I'm very interested to see like what numerically my my top 15 list is so far and what like uh what 
subjectively my i i feel like when i was prompted to make a, a top 15 list what i what i ranked where right and i think part of it is just also getting context for matches like it's really easy to early on rate a match really high until you watch a later match that's significantly better and you're like oh wait that match that i rated three stars might actually be like a one star match now now that i've seen more of more of what there is to see which which also adds to um as we get further i don't know if you guys had the same thought as we get further down the timeline i imagine i'll be interested to see at least where if we were to do eventually a full every match we've watched, like every episode ranking, which we shouldn't. It's going to be too many. I will, um, I will, yeah, I will add my own lives if that happens. But it would be interesting to see, like, I, I imagine most of these will only fall further down the list. Um, but yeah, because I think the only way that that could work, and this is now a tangent again, uh, <laughs> the only way that it could work is like if we take these top, if we save these top 15 lists. And then we're like, now, like, after the next, like, after the new generation era, which is going to be next, like, just slot those matches, like, add them to the list, and it's going to increase in number. Um, but, and that would be not a Google form we fill out. That would be a homework we all have to do. Uh, and that all's going to get cut, but it's whatever. <laughs> you you think I'm going to remember enough of this podcast to cut that? Yeah, this is good. This is a train wreck already, boys. Oh, hell uh, yeah. We're going like, to get into the structured part in a minute, you know? Yeah, this is the, the, the loose beginning that everyone likes. Generally speaking, uh, over the course of everything we've watched so far, um, Tyler, uh, yeah. thoughts on the wrestling? Fuck Hulk Hogan. Thank God. Um... Pack uh, it up. Uh, we taught him everything he needs to know. The only necessary things. I don't give a shit how I ranked them in the past. Hulk Hogan's are all the bottoms for me. I don't. I don't care how I how I had them ranked in the past. It was all lies. All right. It was all lies. I saw like having seen how it's progressed and ended. It, it's he's, he's the worst era. And honestly, hot take. Connor, Randy Savage too. I'm not really into it. Seeing how that ended. Like, how that whole arc ended, and how, mm -hmm. like... And, like, in hindsight, like, just the sexism part of it, I'm just like, man. This yeah. Did not age well. So, like, that whole era, I kind of have at the bottom. Yeah, That's and what's, what's really interesting is that... Is that uh, Bret Hart is the best wrestler of all time. <laughs> Thank you. Ah, fuck hey, you, Matt, I win! Thank you, Matt, for saying... <laughs> For saying we it. still Thank have you, the man. new generation era. We still by have the, way. the entirety of the new generation for him to change his mind. We, we still have the entirety of when Sean hits his stride. Now, yeah. uh, that's a whole other can of worms because uh, Matt, I would say, and this is, I guess, a spoiler. I would say Sean really hits his stride post back injury. I think Sean's best work is from like post back injury. I don't want to have this discussion right now because it'll yeah, go right way now. too long. It'll, it'll be way too, it'll be way too long and way too many spoilers. So, uh, but so what I was gonna say is what's interesting is that like we in the new generation in the list of matches that we have for the new generation there is not a single like Hulk Hogan is gone. Uh, 
And that's because uh, shortly after last week, we saw him beat Yokozuna for the for the WWF title. Uh, SummerSlam comes around and he he's already gone by SummerSlam. Like he's left the company and we don't get to see him again. And Savage is also gone. Warrior is gone. A lot of these guys that like kind of define rock and wrestling at this point are all just gone. Mm-hmm. So it'll be really interesting to see what Tyler thinks of uh, what we have coming up. But now let's look back and let's start with the rating number 15. Tyler, what do you have at 15? Can you guess? I I can guess because I think it's probably the same for me and Matt. Oh, for all three I of us, is it Yakuza? It is. It is the same for all three of us. Yeah. We all have yeah. Yokozuna versus Hulk Hogan at Hulk WrestleMania Hogan. Nine. So yeah, we counted it as a separate match because it yep. is. Yep, and it was also our lowest rated match for all of us. We're all one of one in terms of matching our ratings from before. <laughs> yeah. All of us gave it zero fucking stars out of five. Uh, not a good match. Yeah. Um, so this really, one... I, I think that match really does define what the entire Rocket Wrestling era was, though. I would say this match... I don't even think, in terms of, like, what, quote-unquote, the match is, it's a nothing thing. Like, Hulk Hogan turns up, they give Yoko the excuse of, like, he just wrestled this match with Bret Hart, um, to let Hulk Hogan squash him. Uh, they also had Mr. Fuji, you know, throw sand in, uh, or salt in, in Yoko's eyes. Oh, the um, Mr. Fuji's the only, like... <laughs> I, I I don't know why I'm gonna die on that hill. That Mr. Fuji's the only kind of okay part of that, like that whole gimmick. Mm, um, maybe I don't know. I don't know. Because he's a technically Japanese. B the fact that they call him Mr. Fuji connects That's to what his endearing. actual it's like a little real, endearing, yeah. yeah what his like, real last name is the fact um, that he has like the like Imperial Japan flags a little a little weird. I bet they made him do that. Um, but uh. Like, it's such a nothing match. And that's why I think the whole reason why we all put it at the bottom is because it's a truly baffling booking decision. It is it's, just a fuck you. It's that's a all huge it is. fuck you. Um, which, like, granted, because it's Hulk Hogan's way, he didn't pitch it as a fuck you at the time. He was like, this is going to be, like, a little bit of a fuck you because, uh, like, they were building this monster heel, so they want the monster heel to win, but they want to send the crowd home happy, so they let Hulk Hogan come out and win it. But then Hulk Hogan, in his way, went from, oh, it's a fuck you for now, but I'll drop the belt back to you, Brett, to Bret Hart is fucking small, and I refuse to drop the belt to him. Like, and it's just like, okay, this is one of the worst things to ever happen in wrestling. Like... That's a strong statement, but that's, it's one of the, in terms of booking decisions, I think this is one of the, like, worst decisions that has ever been made in wrestling. It's up there with, uh, spoilers, I won't talk about it, it's fine. <laughs> I think it's up there with Katie Vick. Almost as bad <laughs> as 9-11. It's up there with, Matt, what I was gonna say is I think it's up there with gender. Oh, like, yeah. 
like a nakedly this is a stupid and weird booking decision um which we'll get into gender mahal long time from now um but there's just like it's how do you do this to the best wrestler ever like how do you do this to brett fucking hit hitman heart dude i don't know hulk hogan's gotta go over though it literally it invalidates e- even with all the like hand waving that they try to do it invalidates the the rising star and Bret Hart, um, uh, and it it kind of derails him for a little bit. Like if we kind of look at mm-hmm. looking forward a little bit, not to spoiler Tyler, but it it derails uh, him for a while. Things get messy. That's what. Um, and again, this is slightly spoilers for Tyler. Uh, I was going to say this before we actually got into the countdown. Um, It's funny to me because I like that right now, Tyler thinks Brett's the best. The new generation era is ultimately the this is Brett versus Sean the era. Um, And so it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Um, But it really gets like the new generation era is known as like a bit of a mess. Um, Yeah, there's really high highs. And really low lows. Some of the lowest lows in wrestling history. Um, But all of that stuff with me and Matt as the two people with context to say, Tyler, give us your thoughts on number 15. Oh, it's the it's the worst match you've watched. Terrible. I think Hulk Hogan should be executed. Um, What else? Uh, Yeah, it was just it was it was just. it's gross. It's yeah, it's the worst. That does about sum it up. Now we're going to move on to number 14. Andrew, why don't you start us off with number 14 at number 14. And I do mean this with respect to the bit, uh, and to like the match and its thing. I have Hulk Hogan versus Andre the giant. Um, that makes sense. Mine's higher than that, but honestly, much, that one could have been calling anywhere. Lot of fucking love to Andre the Giant. Um, watch the HBO documentary. Uh, Andre the Giant's a one of a kind human being. Obviously, there's never there's never gonna be another Andre the Giant. Um, it's Andre couldn't move. Hulk Hogan's style is already boring. It's a one-spot match. It was kind of a boring match. That that spot is iconic as hell. Um, And I love that spot. Hulk Hogan slamming Andre the Giant's one of the one things I'll praise Hulk Hogan for. Um, It was kind of a chore to watch. Um, It's... I'm not going to disagree with you. I... I much like Tyler. I have it higher, uh, higher up than this, but uh, I, I, I could be interested to see what you guys have it. Uh, um, for me, it's about the spectacle of it, though. And I'll talk more about this when it's when I when we get to my yeah, one for it. But yeah, that's my two sets in in here. Is I think what that match, the match quality, isn't what makes it special. The spectacle is my hot take on that. What'd you say? Fuck the spectacle is my hot take okay. on that. <laughs> Valid. I think I think that's like the fuck the spectacle angle is uh is is very valid, especially like like now, because it, it's one of those things where like growing up watching wrestling, 
you see that slam shown a whole bunch of times. Uh, I don't know if it's still, I assume it still is. Um, I, I, uh, it definitely used to be part of like literally the WWE logo intro for every fucking show. Um, not to mention the fact that, and we'll get to them, the multiple times that WWE pays explicit tribute to that spot. Um, it's one of the biggest things to ever happen in wrestling, but the number, like the perspective of modern times on it, I is kind of why I put it so low is because I'm just like, it's, it's the spectacle and you have, it's like citizen Kane to me. You have to give it its due, but I think that iterating on it has made better product ultimately. So, based on the match ratings at the time, number 14 for Mr. Andrew Kadrich is The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan at Survivor Series 1991. <laughs> That's genuinely way higher on this list. For Tyler! It. Hi! What do you have at number 14? Not, not gonna lie, kind of just... Uh, the 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 bottom uh, five matches are kind of just shotgun. Anything that had Hogan in it, basically. Uh, I had Ultimate Warrior just because I kind of forgot that we watched that match. And, really we, have, and, and we haven't heard about Ultimate Warrior since that match. <laughs> and uh, I, I, maybe it was a good match. Maybe it was a bad match. I don't really have a memory of it is the problem. Understandable. That's, you know, yeah, that's understandable. It is kind of a... Much like every other Hogan match, it's kind of a nothing match. It's kind of a dud. They're all kind of duds, but they all got kind of, like, ranked higher. Like, so, like, I think I may have had it kind of high when, when we watched it, but then watching more Hogan after that, it's just the kind of thing where it's, like, you see it over and over again, and, and then you, like, see how it ends, and it never concludes well. It's always just the same shit until he quits. Yeah, it's... I, I think the very early parts of this podcast was just us comparing... Hogan matches, matches to, to other. other Hogan matches, yeah. Yeah, right. And so that drives some of these Hogan matches higher up in terms of the at the time ratings compared to when we, now that we have, like I said, more context and, you know, we've seen Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper and all these other matches, you know, so we know, uh, we, we have better understanding of where it actually ranks. Uh, Tyler, do you want to hear what was actually at number 14 for you? For me, yes. It was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks at SummerSlam 1988. You ranked that match two stars. Yeah, that makes sense. Makes did sense. you say what I gave Hogan Andre? <laughs> I did not. You gave it one and a half stars. Or, or nice. Hogan Andre? No, 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 no. no. Oh, Undertaker yeah. Hogan, you gave one and a half stars. Okay. Uh, we'll get to what you gave Hogan Andre when it comes up on the list. Sounds good. Yeah. When it comes back up on, like, the the... At the time, ratings list. Sounds good. And so, one thing, because uh, some of these matches we rated the same, there are ties, and I'm just going to go with what, by default, it sorted uh, that match into. So there are other matches, Tyler, that you <laughs> ranked the same as the Mega Powers versus Mega Bucks, but that is the one that ends up the lowest just purely because of however... Google decided to rank to, to, to sort these. I love this episode, by the way. <laughs> I love that we're formatting it while recording. It's it's my favorite thing. It, it's kind of my fault because I just started recording. Mm. Uh, 
I would I had intended to like talk about this beforehand. I'm eating Cheetos right now. What's up, boys? I love that, like, because I haven't heard you eating on the mic this whole time, and then you're mm-hmm. like, I'm eating Cheetos right now, and then a very deliberate crunch directly uh-huh. into the microphone is mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm announcing this is happening from now. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Correct. Anyway, uh, uh, my number 14 was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks from SummerSlam 90, uh, 1988, but the uh, historic, based on the ratings that we did at the time, my number 14 match is The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan, which I rated one whole star. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get into where my I'm gonna have to explain myself on a couple of ratings, I yeah. think. Yeah. On this list. <laughs> For me, the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks was like the most ultimate Hulk Hogan nothing match to me. That's even your, though it's your actual number 14. Yeah, that's my that's that's my number fourteen in terms yeah, of your subjective the, number fourteen. Not your no, numerical. no, no, no. Oh. It is the the number fourteen that I picked earlier today. Mm-hmm. What I will say about mine too is that like I think any Hogan match could be like in the bottom five, and I and you could argue like kind of like any way for it from my perspective. I, like, I agree with I agree with that for some of them except I think, Andre. Yeah. I think for me, this one, Andre, and this one, I think stand out. I think uh, it will. We'll get to it. I think Andre is one of the better Hogan matches for the spectacle. But I think this one, even though it's supposed to have all the spectacle, because it's the Mega Powers, it's Macho Man and Hulk Hogan. It's kind of boring. It's really boring because it's Andre even older. We're doing wrestles. Yeah. This is Andre, like. I mean, it's later that same year from WrestleMania 3. Or, no, it's the year after WrestleMania 3. But it's still, like, Andre's a year older, Hogan's a year older, and it just isn't great. Uh, Andre, like, is struggling to move the whole time. The only highlight of this match was Ted DiBiase. (laughs) He was... I... I, Yeah, I think I, 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 like, remember that being fun. And then we never see him again. Yeah. <laughs> um, As of the way. That's uh, that's also a thing, because, uh, Tyler, you talked about how Macho Man kind of fell down your list, too. Yeah. Ultimate, as a disclaimer for the audience, uh, for anybody at any time listening to the Rock and Wrestling season of Learning the Ropes podcast, um... Absolutely, we could have watched way the fuck more Macho Man. Like we could, we could have watched a lot more Macho Man. We could have watched a lot more Ted DiBiase. Um, we're trying to, uh, Matt and I are trying to structure this going forward in a certain way for, uh, for Tyler, um, and for how we perceive like the overarching big waves of wrestling, and so. Yeah, like this match, like the Mega Powers and Mega Bucks is like the saving grace of it is kind of the Million Dollar Man. Um, And we could have watched way more of the Million Dollar Man, but like, I definitely don't think he's quite enough to save that tag match. Exactly. It's like he's the highlight, but it's not enough for me. Uh, Now we're going to move on to number 13. Andrew, what's your number 13 pick? My number 13 is 
Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Um, I kind of, like, I appreciate that this match genuinely feels like two icons of wrestling, both of which almost can't, like, nigh unbeatable, and that they are fighting each other. Both of them are the same shtick, and that shtick is the worst fucking shtick in wrestling history. <laughs> like, it's just not good. It's the Super Cena thing, which we'll get to, uh, and I don't like it. They they both just throw fucking rest holds on each other, hit a couple of, like like, hit or not actually hit a couple of, like, protect the leg drop or whatever the fuck, and... It's over. And they're both just two muscle-bound dudes who move real slow. Like, and Ultimate Warrior's a muscle-bound dude who will gas himself in his own entrance. And then, like, rest in peace, the warrior. Absolutely iconic to this era of wrestling. Not very good, by my by my <laughs> standards. Hey, that's, that's, you know what, that's fair enough. Yeah. And, uh, do you want to hear what you actually rated at number 13? Yeah. You rated at number 13 with two whole stars. The Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks at SummerSlam 1988. Okay, yeah. That, that feels like... I, I'm with Tyler on that... The spoiler alert is there's a very definite point on my list where Hulk Hogan's name stops showing up. <laughs> like, uh, I, can, I, I feel like that could be said for all of our lists. That I'm looking at my list, and yeah, there's a... Uh, there's the Hogan section. There's the Hogan block at the bottom. <laughs> and then, and that's a spoiler, I guess, for the rest of this episode. But there's the Hulk Hogan block at the bottom. And I have my reasons for why I picked certain things over other certain things in that Hogan block. But there's a definite point where Hogan stops. And it's not at the top of this list. <laughs> what I find interesting so far, though, is that everything... Even though the matches themselves haven't lined up, for the most part, I mean, all of us had the same number 15, uh, both in terms of, like, our ratings at the time and our current rankings. All of our bottoms so far, both at the time and now, all our Hulk Hogan matches so far, and I'm interested to see the point where that changes, to see if that changes at any point, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, and now, Tyler, what is your number thirteen? All right, so I just, I, I, so I, I just look like, like a giant drag. So uh, let's keep this going. Uh, I got a Hogan versus Savage. This was after their, uh, like they fought or whatever. You know, they had their little yeah. like the, the little the like team breakup. Powers explode, baby. Yeah. Um. Just because the more that I look back on it, the more I don't give a shit, and the more I don't like either of them, and then the whole thing with, like, Elizabeth, I'm just like, I'm stupid. Just, like, 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 I think at the time it was fine, but, like, the more that I, I sit with it, like, you know, like, like, now I just don't care. And, like, the parts that, like, I do care about, I'm just like, and that's just kind of lame. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, and, like, I mean, it's a fun match to watch, but again, like what we've been saying, it's a Hogan match. Mm-hmm. It's 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 the exact same thing that we've seen with a different opponent. Like 
with Hogan, like, I feel like the thing that you're watching for is how cool is his, like, opponent going to be, and then how are they going to lose? That's that's yeah. what it always is. And it's, it's just kind of lame. Now, your actual number 13, Tyler, with two mm-hmm. whole stars <laughs> once again, Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, see? They're all right there. They're all yeah. just kind of... They're, they're all clumped up at yeah, the bottom. I'm, I kind of shotgun these yep. <laughs> at the bottom. I was like, yeah, whatever. That's kind of what I did, too. I'm 1,000% uh, with you, Tyler. I, like, I have my arguments for why I put certain Hogan matches up over other certain Hogan matches. And so we'll get into when it comes up on my list. We'll get into my thoughts on Hogan versus Savage. But, like, I absolutely, I would not begrudge anybody for putting like any Hulk Hogan match in any position on this list uh below a certain number other than putting Yoko versus Hogan at 15 like I, that's the only one I feel like Terrible. you definitely have to put at the bottom absolute dog shit it's so bad yeah now my number 13 match was the Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan mm. now i think this might have been one of the best episodes of Learning the Ropes in terms of, like, when we recorded it. <laughs> because... Wasn't it, like, the second episode? Undertaker no. versus Hulk Hogan, no. Oh, oh wait, sorry. I, I, I Yeah, okay. <laughs> I misheard. I thought it was Andre. No, 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 no. Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan from Survivor Series 1991. Yeah. It's, interesting think... it's lower for you. I think it was one of the better episodes, but that was because of everything that was surrounding the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The match itself was really boring. Mm. Uh, and actually, surprising me, at the time ratings, my number 13 match is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant at WrestleMania 3, which I gave two stars. Which surprises me, because as we'll see, it's rated quite a bit higher than 13 I, for me. I can't wait until, like, like Matt's, like, number three match is Hogan versus Andre. <laughs> like, and me, me and Tyler are like, we're, we're, podcast. we're, we're Iron Sheik boys. We're fuck the Hulk Hogan. <laughs> fuck the Hulk Hogan, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, like, I can't wait till... I Matt, I cannot wait until I find out where Hogan Andre is on your list. <laughs> Honestly, because um, like I, you know, I respect the spectacle of that, and that's you know not talking about where you put Hogan versus Undertaker, but um, I definitely get why Hogan versus Undertaker is at your number thirteen. It's yeah, it's like it's it's important in that you know it's the Undertaker's first WWF title reign. Yeah, it's important in that it helps establish that character, but. I think if you just watch the match, it's really bad. Yep. <laughs> even the spectacle of it, I don't think is even there for me. Because, like, yeah, it's cool in that you haven't really seen Hogan be beaten that way before. Mm-hmm. But, but it like, was so much better if he actually just fucking broke his neck and died. <laughs> yes. <laughs> is this the... So, Hogan versus Undertaker. Let me see. I'm, I'm looking at my own list to, like, remember results of stuff. Hogan versus Undertaker, I think, is the only Hogan match we've watched on the show where he lost. Correct. Um, other than one technicality, which is the Royal Rumble 1992. But that's um, a Royal Rumble that's match. Like it doesn't count. That's a loss for anybody. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
it's the only Hogan match where he loses. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hogan's shtick is always boring, no matter who it's really up against. Yeah, for sure. Now, Andrew, what is your number 12? My number 12 is the Mega Powers Explode. Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage. I, my reason for putting this above Hogan versus the Warrior and Hogan versus Andre the Giant is that where, like, Andre the Giant, uh, Hogan versus Andre to me is iconic but boring because Andre can't move and Hogan is bad. Uh, Hogan versus Warrior to me is like, I understand on an intellectual level that this is two unbeatable icons of wrestling fighting each other. To me, Hogan versus Savage is like the real, in terms of my own personal investment, it's the real feeling of what Hogan versus Warrior is supposed to be. Like, I really like the Macho Man because of his promos, because of matches we'll get to later down the line. Um, I, like... I hate Hulk Hogan, but, like, I understand, I respect him as the icon of wrestling that he is. And I so don't respect for... him as the icon of wrestling. It's a disgrace to America and says yeah. that, we're, that we are a bad people. See, that, that to me, I agree with you, Tyler. I respect, I respect Hogan not as a human being. He's, he sucks as a human being. I'll put it on a real level. In my opinion, he's a terrible human. Um... But in terms of, like, he carried wrestling from, like, a kind of carny sideshow attraction to, like, he's kind of the engine that Vince nationalizes WWF on. And I respect that, and that he was super over as, like, a superhero for the fans. Um, And so I put Savage versus Hogan over Warrior versus Hogan because I'm like... To me, Randy Savage is probably one of the better wrestlers going in that era. And so that's why he actually feels like a, like, this is a super guy wrestling Hulk Hogan. Whereas the warrior to me is like a, a cool gimmick and a cool character that is, that fails to like actually invest me. I actually root for Randy Savage against Hulk Hogan, even though Savage was healed, but you know, who cares? Hulk Hogan is the eternal heel. Fuck Hulk Hogan forever. Hulk Hogan. What was it's my it's numerical my number oh, no, 12, not, never Matt? Mind. Your number 12 at the time was Hogan Andre. Fair enough. With two stars. So you you originally rated this and the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks at the same star rating. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's much more to say about, <laughs> there's, about there's that match really at this not, point. There's not a lot to say about Hulk Hogan for me, and that's the problem with him, is that it's like, dude, you watched a Hogan match? Yeah, he was putting rest holds, and then he hit the leg drop and won. And that's it. And that was the era of wrestling that he made. Yeah. Now, number 12. Number 12, Tyler. Mine is the Mega Power versus the Mega Bucks. I think we kind of already talked about it enough for me to not go on like a huge tangent about it. But yeah, it was just a kind of boring match, the same as the rest. Uh, I like Ted; he was fun, but he couldn't, you know. I mean, he was fun to watch, but like he even couldn't like carry it. Like it was still, it was still like a 
an overall kind of like boring match. Um, so yeah, kind of already talked about this one. I I, I I don't I I like don't have much to add to that. It's one of those that you almost forget we watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did forget we watched it until I saw it on the list. I'm like, which match was this? I'm like, that's right. Uh, your actual number twelve, your at the time rating number twelve, Tyler, with two stars, was the Royal Rumble match from Royal Rumble 1992. Tear in my eye, Ric Flair rated real low. I could see, <laughs> I could see how at the time that's how how I'd vote it, but now, interesting, interesting. It's uh, it's real interesting coming off the heels. I mean, because cause this episode's going to come out the same week that we record it, so coming off the heels of Ric Flair's last match, it's it's actually really interesting to go back and watch this one, too. Yeah. Um, now, my number 12 was Hulk Hogan versus The Ultimate Warrior. Now, this one for me is at this point specifically because... Uh, it's one of those failed Hulk Hogan pass the torch moments. Yeah. They were really like, here you go, warrior. You're going to be the new Hulk Hogan. And then he just wasn't. Well, yeah, which that also reveals the the lie. I was wrong earlier when I said that the Undertaker is the only match Hogan lost. He also right, lost he loses this one, right? <laughs> I'm a dumbass and also lightly drunk. It's fine. I like uh, now, my number 12 at the time was the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks with two stars. Yeah, those matches are interchangeable to me. Yep. They're, they're big. It, it, like I said, it's going to be interesting once we get out of this Hogan clump. It was a little interesting to see the Royal Rumble match for Tyler rated so low originally. But it'll be yeah, a lot more sure. interesting when we get to the matches that I think all of us n- think were good. But that uh, I think there'll be a lot more discussion in terms of placement. Once we get to the higher up matches. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, now, Andrew. Uh-huh. Number 11. Number 11 for me was, uh, this is where I put the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks. Um, and my reason why for that is that it's a tag match. And so for me, at least, I'm like we get a little bit of respite from the Hulk Hogan shtick when Hulk Hogan has to stand on the apron and let Macho Man wrestle. Um, <laughs> bless you. Thank uh, you. And so I think, and that's the thing I think we'll see going forward is that, um, bless you again, uh, like tag team matches get to have, like get to be a little bit better sometimes than like singles matches. I think most of my favorite matches all time are singles matches, but like, uh, Tag team wrestling has this wonderful quality of everybody, like, you can have more fast-paced action and more, like, uh, interchangeable matchups in the middle of the match by having, like, the ability to have people tag out. And so that's kind of why I put the Mega Powers versus the Mega Bucks up here, is just because I'm like, ah, like, you know, it doesn't always have to be about Hulk Hogan, Ted DiBiase fucking bumps his ass off to sell for everybody. Like, I... Other than that, it's kind of bullshit. It's interchangeable with pretty much every other Hulk Hogan match. Shout out to Miss Elizabeth. You know, uh, that iconic bit. 
good for her, I guess, quote, question mark. Um, it's all whatever. It's all interchangeable. I it's thought you were going to say block. that iconic bitch. Dude, Miss Elizabeth <laughs> is an iconic bitch in wrestling, baby. Not, not in the derogatory term. Not but in, in the, the derogatory way. Fucking love the, Miss Elizabeth. She's in not the, like, in the Hall of Fame. She should be. Yeah, and like the bad bitch kind of way. We were a progressive audience. Yeah, she a bad podcast. Um, and now yeah, your actual, actual number 11, Andrew. Yeah. Once again... Uh, cementing the interchangeability of all Hulk Hogan matches. It's another 2.0, baby. <laughs> it's it's two and a half stars this time, but it's Hogan Ho- Hogan Warrior. You know what? I'm gonna say right now uh, to to put a little bit a little bit of uh, a little bit of shadow on most of my Hulk Hogan ratings so far in the show. Uh, I rated Hulk Hogan in like the two ish star range. Because I felt like it would be a little bit too, like, I'm a modern, younger wrestling fan to rate all of Hogan's matches one star or below. Um, I think Hulk Hogan's a one-star wrestler, uh, and he was carried above two stars by most of the people he wrestled on this show. I, I, I can agree with that. For sure. Uh, I think... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry to interrupt again. You're good. Uh, I'll drop this now. I think my dad will be happy with me for the fact that, like, I'm relatively praising of Ric Flair relative to Hulk Hogan. And and that's what this podcast is <laughs> really what... about making it... making Andrew's dad happy. Yeah, yeah, my dad. My dad used to watch Ric Flair wrestle in the territories, brother. Like, <laughs> he was he went to Jim Crockett shows. Yo. We got to watch a Jim Crockett show last night. We did. Ric Flair's last match. He almost died. I was horrified. Faked a heart attack. Some he, like he it. Did. <laughs> I don't know about faked. Definitely. Like. Uh, we'll, Tyler will watch it after we record. <laughs> will Hulk we? Hogan versus... Oh, wait. Number 11. Hulk Hogan versus, versus Andre. Fair enough. Could be hot take. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, the slamming beat at the time for me as somebody who was new, having watched, like, modern wrestling, I was like, eh. Like, even, like, at the time when I watched it, I think I ranked it higher because of uh, all the spectacle. But since watching that match, I've come to not care about it anymore. Yeah. I I don't really like spectacle either because, like, the most fun that I've had has been matches that weren't important, I feel like. And to me, that's that's what I kind of, like, rate the highest like all these things now is it like is it fun to watch in like 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 if you can like kind of uh if you can like keep the like whole story like in one match that's that i think puts it like higher for me mm-hmm. and you and you can't with and, and i think you can't with this really so yeah that's that's pretty that's understandable i understand that now, Tyler, your actual, your number eleven at the time. Is it going to be a Hogan match? It is Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Oh, give it two and a half stars. You, yeah. you got it right on the mark. Woo! Right on the money, baby. <laughs> My girlfriend's going to be so proud. She hasn't watched the show. <laughs> now, my number eleven match: Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage from WrestleMania Five. I think this is one of the 
better Hogan matches. I think Savage carries him really well. Uh, Savage be the perfectionist he is. I still really appreciate this match, even though uh, I I know there are a lot of better matches. But yeah, this is to me one of the top tier Hogan matches that we've seen. Fair enough. <laughs> Understandable, honestly. Yeah. And at number 11, at the time, with two and a half stars, was Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty at the Royal Rumble 1993. Interesting! I can't wait to see where that is on your list now. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, Probably not yeah, too I, much higher, but you know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that when we get to it on, on the list. It's just, I, I, yeah, anyway. Uh, Andrew, number 10. So, this is the funny one to me, especially now, <laughs> like, as we're getting through this list. <laughs> Number 10 for me, actually cracking top 10 matches so far on the show. The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan, Survivor Series 1991. That's right, that's right. I have no real defense of this, it's outside so of the funny. fact that I'm a huge mark for The Undertaker, as we will see as we continue down down the line for this show. I'm going to uh, spoil a little bit. You know who's <laughs> also a huge mark for The Undertaker and, 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 and who also has us at number 10? This Fuck motherfucker yeah! right here. <laughs> Fuck well, yeah! I just think, I think it's interesting for Andrew because this is his, at the time, second lowest rating Hogan match. The only one that's lower is, is Yoko Hogan. Yeah, um, but this cracks the top ten for him this time the top around. 10 for me, because like I just I love the Undertaker. Um, he almost, he's kills Hogan. That's pretty cool, all right. He, no he matter what they kills say. Hulk Hogan. Um, also, I think it sort of, and this is bullshit, by the way, because I like I I understand absolutely why uh, anybody else would rate it low. Why like Matt? Why you would rate this lower? Um, but. I think that The Undertaker's shtick at the time actually is, like, his character works to do to Hulk Hogan what Hulk Hogan's character made everybody else do to him. Paul Bear! Come on! Because, like, The Undertaker's whole thing at the time was, like, I'm gonna strangle you in the corner um, because he wanted to move slow as, like, this zombie undead magic guy. Um, and that he literally, to his own, he said this out loud and confirmed it, he had to tone down his own work rate to sell the character. And so I think that him having to do that makes him fit better into Hogan's shtick than, like, Randy Savage does, or, like, the Ultimate Warrior does. Like, because he has to... Like, his whole thing at the time is doing to Hulk Hogan what Hulk Hogan wants done to him. Um, and then they also, they let Taker win, baby! They let my boy win! And that's, for people that listen to this, to me, there's a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and then there's a second taller mountain called The Undertaker. Like, he's absolutely set aside from everybody else. I won't call him the GOAT, like in terms of in ring work, but he's a singular entity to wrestling, and so I can't like I can't not love him. He's the fucking Undertaker. Like, how can you hate it? Well, Tyler, you rated it the same. What are your thoughts? 
Uh, he's the most fun character I think we've seen so far. Like Bret Hart's cool. Like I, I, I like like so like I think Bret and Sean are the coolest characters, but like they're not the most like fun, I guess. But like like I I always like the whole, you know, like insane character thing and like his whole stick is fun. It's, like it's 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 kind of stupid, it's kind of goofy and like it's fun to watch. And uh, my man can fly through the sky. Like, I like there's a there's a fucking flying kick he does in that match that like is burned into my skull. And it's great. Uh, he just, almost kills Hogan. Just wait. It just yeah, if you want to no, see the Undertaker no flying, just wait. Yeah. yeah, like I like I said, Tyler. No spoilers. Also, the Undertaker is like actively toning himself down. Like of match. the people that we've watched, I think he's the person that I'm most ex- like. He's like who I want to see like the most of more. So it's like I, yeah, I think he, it, if this was not Hogan, it'd be a higher match for me. But the fact that it's mm-hmm. Hogan means that it's that it's just the best of the worst. Best of the worst is pretty much exactly how I would describe <laughs> why I put yeah. Taker Hogan up here. Yeah. Now Tyler. You're at the time number 10. It's going to ruffle some feathers, I feel like. Okay. You're at the time number 10 was Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat from WrestleMania 3. Whoo! You know, to be honest, I think my actual answer is going to also cost some stuff, because I... Yeah, okay, that's You're fine. like actual okay. number 3, or like where you actually put Savage Steamboat? Where I actually put that match. I'm excited. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's higher it than two, Hogan. Two, two. <laughs> of and, course. <laughs> well, I don't know if you noticed, you're missing a Hogan match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not maybe. It's maybe not numerically higher than Hogan. Technically, I'm missing one, but it, it, yeah. There is. Taking a hit. There, there are two Hogan matches that you're missing still, from your at the time ratings. And it'll be interesting to see where those end up. <laughs> Yeah. Now, my number 10, Andrew, you were wondering where I actually rated Shy Michaels versus Marty Jannetty, where you don't have to wait that much longer. <laughs> it's number it's 10! Number 10. <laughs> <laughs> Valid, <laughs> to be honest. I want to hear your reasoning, though. Um, I mean, the rivalry... I mean, it's not even the rivalry is iconic. That one specific moment is iconic, but I think the match was kind of nothing. Uh... Hearing about, like, the backstage shenanigans, it just, of, like, uh, Marty not really knowing what's going on and stuff, it's like, <laughs> as as the Shawn Michaels mark of this podcast, it does hurt me to say this, but, like, you compare it to another match where someone had to carry someone in, uh, <laughs> yeah. in Bret Hart versus British Bulldog, and that's leagues ahead of this. And it's also, it's not, I don't think it's to disparage this match, particularly to put it like number 10. It's not, it's, yeah. number 10 is not that low. Um, I just think that everything else to me was better than this match. And actually what's interesting to me as well is that uh, my number 10 at the time was Hulk Hogan versus Randy Savage for WrestleMania 5. So I basically <laughs> just switched those two. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Yeah. Because, yeah, and I agree that it like it's not to disparage because kind of the way that I feel about this list as I'm looking at my list right now is that like. All of the Hulk Hogan matches for me, like as long as it cracks the top 10 and that's good. And that's why for me, it's like I have my top 10 ish. 
and then all of the Hogan matches are like, well, I'm obligated to rate them because we watched them on the show. Right. And and I think it's part of it is that we saw 15 matches and like 10 of them were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so obviously one of them has to come last of the good matches. And for yep. me, that's Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty. Understandable. Um, Andrew, what is your number nine? My number nine. A match I had way more fun with, especially watching it with you guys, um, than I had ever had fun with it before or expected to have fun with it. Um, Yokozuna versus Bret Hart. Um, from WrestleMania 9. I Interesting. That's going to cause hot takes for me, I think, now where I put mine. That's, uh, I mean, fair enough. I, like, I won't, I honestly, I wouldn't disparage anybody for putting this higher. <laughs> like, I had a surprising amount of fun with this match because I thought of um, Yokozuna and Bret Hart as like, this is going to be like a kind of slow match. Homework match. <laughs> yeah, like a bit of a homework match. Um, I think Bret Hart carries off a lot of, like, he showcases a lot of some of his smartest, like, uh, not, I guess I shouldn't credit Brett exclusively, even though I, I am want to, uh, like some of the smartest spot planning that we've seen so far for me from Bret Hart. Like I, I'm a huge fan of that bit where he ties Yoko's leg up in the ropes when he's trying to get back in the ring. Um, I fucking love the, the spot where he, he locks in the sharpshooter on Yokozuna. um, I was not expecting to have as much fun in that match as I was as I ended up having. Um, Yokozuna even carries his part of the match to me to like a degree that I wasn't expecting him to. He's fun to watch. Uh, he's he's really fun, fun to watch. watch. Like all absolute credit to Yoko. Rest in peace. Like he's uh, an iconic bit of wrestling for me because um, I, I was more familiar with when he used to tag with Owen. Um but yeah, I like I uh, very much was surprised by how much I liked this match. Um, and that's kind of why I put it at number nine is because I still think it's a little it's marred by the Hogan bits after it. It's uh, like it's kind of still marred a little bit by I feel like it's a little bit by its length, a little bit by like the the other matches that I rank higher than it, really. But yeah, I, like I just. I was surprised at how much I liked this match. I'm so glad I get to be positive about matches pretty much going no, forward. Let's go, yeah. Begins now. We're out of the Hogan block, baby. <laughs> now, your number nine at the time, Andrew, was Yokozuna versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania. I got it! <laughs> I'm a winner! <laughs> With three stars. Three stars. And yeah, I still I will stand by that, I think, by my three star rating of this match. Now, I'm going to cut into the order that we've been kind of the, the, the cycle we've been going on just for a little bit, because my number nine was also Yokozuna versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania nine. All for it. And <laughs> I, I agree with with Andrew. I mean, so something that's interesting about about watching these matches that me and Andrew watch all of these matches twice because we come up we, we oh, want to come you. up with talking points just in case like we need to guide the conversation a certain way so we'll watch them twice 
And the first time I re- distinctly remember, I mean, it was la- just last week. I distinctly remember watching this match with Andrew and not really feeling it. But then watching it again, I got so much more hyped, even though I, I like since we picked this match as a match we were going to do. Like, obviously, I knew that Bret Hart loses this match. But. It 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 does what Hogan Andre does in a very in like a more realistic way if that makes sense yeah in the Bret Hart way <laughs> more in, realistic in the Bret Hart maybe. way wrestling was always real, still real for Bret Hart <laughs> yeah <laughs> and Andrew not only was Yokozuna versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania 9 number 9 for me you also got it <laughs> at, at at number 9 in in at the time ratings was Yokozuna versus Bret Hart versus WrestleMania nine with three and a quarter stars. <laughs> I give it. What did you say? I give it what three point five. You give it. You give it three solid. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, three three solid feels feels good enough. I um, I definitely I might go up. I I don't know. I I I had way more fun with that than I thought I would. For sure. Now number nine for Mister. Tyler Ostos, what do you got? Uh, I'm smoking, so I need to walk back to my room. Uh, <laughs> get back in here, Snoop Dogg. Shit, uh, yeah, I had to get a, I had to get a hit. He's blazing, blazing, boys, blazing. Uh, uh, Are we allowed Randy? to talk about that? I don't know. <laughs> it's Brent. legal in all of the states we live in. Yeah, right, cool. We're all set. JB making it legal, big JB. Uh. uh Big Grinch uh, making it legal over here. Well, yeah, number nine. I got Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. Cool. That's gonna that's gonna ruffle some feathers in 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 you know the people who listen. Maybe um, <laughs> this is gonna make it worse. I forgot we watched that match, and I'm not entirely sure what happened in it. it honestly, you know what? <laughs> I I completely understand that. I think I don't know who won. I I don't know who won or or lost it. <laughs> Our boy Randy Savage won. Yeah, R- R- Randy that's, Savage That's what won. I figured. Yeah, but still. I watched the match the and had no recollection. We talked about how, you know, Ric Flair gets his ass kicked for most of it. And then, uh, I, I, I do I mean, understand. that's the rumble, too. But yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I do understand forgetting this match. I think it was also a week where we recorded, like, a, a few at a time. Like, in yeah, that like week. two or so episodes. Yeah, so so I completely understand kind of just forgetting it. Uh, Tyler, you're number nine at the time. Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty from the Royal Rumble 1993 with three stars. Um, okay, that's fine. They're pretty right. close. Yeah. 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 Uh, I feel like they're close. I, I kind of agree with that. Hey, it's not my current ranking. It's uh better. But yeah. Hindsight's 2020. Andrew, what you got at number eight? Number eight is where I put Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty from the Royal Rumble 1993. Um, I had fun with this match. Uh, obviously, you know, the Rockers breaking up is iconic. The barbershop window is iconic. Um, like, even I had a lot of fun with the, the bit about, like, Marty Jannetty hitting Sensational Sherry with the mirror. Um, like, I I had fun with this match. T- 
to be perfectly honest, I think part of the reason why it's low, because I think the work rate is pretty decent in that match. Like Marty Jannetty, I think, is the kind of wrestler that could carry, at least at the time, a decent match with Sean. Um, but I genuinely think part of why I rank this match lower is because of Marty Jannetty's relatively lackluster career following. Um, and I don't mean that to disparage Marty Jannetty himself. It's just one of those things where I was like, yeah, in my head, this match is part of Shawn Michaels becomes arguably, I disagree, the GOAT. Like, and Marty Jannetty, him abandoning Marty Jannetty is part of the walkway to that. And so I'm just like, yeah, you know, Marty Jannetty wrestles this pretty serviceable match and then doesn't really make a ton out of himself in the WWF following that. Um, And so it's like pretty entertaining spots, pretty entertaining in ring work, uh, relatively messy despite how like talented I think both guys are. Um, And then the match is over and Sean wins and is onward and upward to bigger and better things. And Marty Jannetty is eventually out of the company. Um, and that's just kind of why I put this match relatively low. That's, that's I, like fair enough. I, re- I like how I say relatively low because in my head, it's like everything that's top 10 down is like the actual thing. And yeah. So like like uh, Michaels versus Janetti is like half ish way through the list for me, but it's like, no, it's pretty low. Well, your actual number eight, Andrew. Yeah. Was Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty at the Royal Rumble 1993 with three stars? I'm so fucking good at this, I tell you. I'm I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. To borrow a, a, a nickname from the goat, Bret Hart. Tyler, what's your number eight? I'm pretty sure it's the Royal Rumble. You're pretty sure? Are you not looking? <laughs> Again, um, I I have to do he's, things. He's Snoop Dogging. He's taking another I'm, hit. You know what? I could get you. Know, wait, you know what? I can do it on my phone. I can do it on my phone. Yeah, you can look at it on your phone. Because yeah, by so the way, I was gonna say you're not like. Are you? You're not smoking like at your computer. No. Valid. I'm smoking like a joint. I can't be. I, yeah, uh, it's the Royal Rumble. I uh, didn't like this when we watched it that much because we watched it at like midnight and I was exhausted, but. In hindsight, they just beat the shit out of Ric Flair for an hour, and it's fucking fun. It's funny. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking bulldog shows up, like, like, like it's like so. So like it's I. It's more fun now having met more of the characters that were in that, you know. Yeah. Like having like meeting people that were in it, it's more fun in hindsight than That's... when I saw it at the time. I think um, I'm I'm taking up too much airspace right now, but uh, I I was gonna say. I've met two of my goals so far uh, and I'm working on the third and clearly I'm making progress of like what I personally want to impress on Tyler in wrestling. Um, I've currently, he currently thinks Bret Hart is the goat. So I'm currently winning. Uh, I, I, uh, I, he, Connor, uh, Connor, my fucking friend, Connor. Wrestling Uh, now. No, he's not. Tyler. Uh, likes The Undertaker, 
uh, which I'm also all for because Undertaker is one of my faves. Uh, also, I want to slowly get Tyler into the Royal Rumble as a match because the Royal Rumble is the best thing WWE does. Um, and so I like I'm glad that you rank this relatively high. Uh, compared to, like, all the Hulk Hogan stuff. And I'm glad that your opinion on, like, the Royal Rumble as a concept, it definitely, I think, requires that, like you said, like, having met more of the characters that are in it yeah, improves your, your thinking on it. It and, absolutely requires that, that you're, like, familiar with more of the wrestlers. And it'll be interesting as we kind of get to more Royal Rumbles, uh, what, yep. what Tyler thinks about them, especially as we get to... Royal Rumble surprise appearances. Yep. Now, it's Tyler. It's one of the best things about wrestling. Tyler, I said that uh, you were missing some Hogan matches from your 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 bottom ten. Oh, uh, yes. This is what you meant. I, okay, yes, 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 yes. Uh, at the time, at number eight, was The Undertaker versus Hulk Hogan with three stars. Huh. Okay. Interesting. So a delta of like it's not that far off from where I had it yeah. anyway. It's just like two matches away, I think. Three. Well, it depends yeah, how you so... count it, right? If you count the zero, it's three, I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you count the zero, it's four. Oh, it was fuck, number. Right. <laughs> oh wait, no, you're right. I was looking at the wrong match. No, yes, you're correct. It's 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 two slash three. Okay, I'm done. Put that degree to work. By the way, I want to continue the trend where, like, the Roundup episodes are our least sober episodes of all things. We're all just, like, it's super to drink formatted and, and we're all, like, high all or drunk. Varying definitions of not sober. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, is that halfway through this episode, it said it to also start smoking pot. Yeah, so I think next time <laughs> I will get crossed as well. You know what? Be great idea. You know what? I'm gonna do a shot right now, and then I'm Dude, gonna go finish my drink. That's, that's my uh uh my issue right now. Uh, Matt and Tyler both is that I have given up. I had a uh uh I had a uh, uh like a vape that I would use for like uh for like weed, um, and I've given that up because I want to. I really desperately want to train to be a pro wrestler, and so I want to stop like smoking stuff. And so all I have is edibles. I could take one. I won't, though, because I work tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> no, that's fair. Well, no, edibles are a different beast, though. Yeah, with exactly. weed, though. Yeah, that's fair, I guess. It's that's true. why I'm like, I'm sticking to the whiskey for right now. I'm doing a shot. Base. Done. Oh. Almost all of this is getting cut. It's fine. <laughs> no, it's staying in. I, tr I trust Matt to hopefully cut most of it. <laughs> yeah, I, this is probably. So. I have, we have gotten so much better at podcasting in general that mm -hmm. the last couple, I literally just trimmed out like the beginning, the end, and then the middle bit when we watched the match, and then just put them up on uh, online. That's the yeah. best part. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we always cut the bits where we where we're actively watching the matches. Um, because some of these matches, are like the Royal Rumble, the to put it on. Because we're still on Tyler's number, what are we at nine? Eight. Yeah, eight. Uh, um, like we are like at the Royal Rumble. The Royal Rumble is like an hour long. Like we can't, we can't just let the reactions and, play out. 
we're also not talking during the entirety of it. And yeah. so we can't it would be interesting as like supplemental like Match commentary tracks. Yeah. yeah, but like as a <laughs> podcast medium, it requires people to be watching that match at the exact same point that we start. Yeah. Now, my number eight was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. I have the highest rated Hogan match out of all of us. Yep. <laughs> now look. Yeah, talk about why. <laughs> Like, talk about why. I don't... You are on trial. Just, yeah. A little bit. A little this bit is, on trial. Like, this I is not get a judgment-free zone. Because, Matt, I'm going to preempt you right now. I know you're going to say the spectacle. Um, otherwise, you're on trial. Matt, uh, Matt, this is not a safe space, okay? Yeah. It's not. <laughs> this is, it's this not. is an actively antagonistic space. Um, no, it's hostile. So it was the kind of thing... When we, when I was ranking these matches, it was the kind of thing where I didn't know where to put this match the entire time. And it would be like, I it, it kept getting shuffled around. Uh, like, basically every single, because I, I, you know, we all did this, like, kind of one match by one match kind of deal, I assume. And it would be like, oh, fuck, uh, where am I going to put this match versus this match? And it was just, it was it was a pain in the ass, like, thinking about it. And I kept just, like, shuffling stuff around. And I, this is where it ultimately ends up. Now, I think number eight and number nine for me are kind of interchangeable. I think Yoko Brett and Hogan Andre, for me, are kind of interchangeable. Mm -hmm. I think this one just slightly edges it out, uh, edges out uh, Yoko Brett purely for spectacle. <laughs> there it is! <laughs> Um, I mean, it is the most iconic moment in wrestling. Yeah, it's quite possibly the most iconic spot in wrestling history. Like, it, I went back and listened to episode one, and we talk about, like, this is the classic ist moment. Yeah. Uh, it is, like, the defining, like, Hogan slamming Andre. I, I understand that it needs more context and stuff, but even, like, just looking at the sheer size of Andre the Giant, like yeah. it's it's one of those things where like you're like, how the fuck does someone do that? Yeah, you know. Um, and yeah, the match is is slow. Andre can't move, but I also, in the same way that Andrew really loves the Undertaker, I you love really, Andre. I really love Andre the Giant. Yeah, I see that. I feel that. And so, like, for me, it was also the kind of thing where, like, I, I, like, because it's Andre the Giant, it got moved up. If it was, like, if it was, like, Giant Gonzalez or yeah. a different just big man that Hogan slams, like, I feel like it would be rated lower. But because it's specifically Andre and just the the marvel that was Andre the Giant, the spectacle that was just Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. You know, the eighth wonder of the fucking world, Andre the Giant. Uh, it just, it, it bumps it up significantly for me. Yeah, I kind of think, I, I kind of agree with you to the extent that I think the singular spot of Hogan slamming Andre is this era of wrestling. Like, there's, like, it's the thing from this era of wrestling. Um, 
I mean, like like you mentioned, it was at the opening crawl for the WWE for decades. It, as far as I'm aware, I would have to go back and like rewatch. Like my my uh, my memory's not the best, as as we might see as we continue through the show. Um, but like. I, as far as I'm aware, it still is part of the opening intro for every WWE show ever. It is still um, part of the intro, but like it was the, it was the very first moment in that yep. intro. It was like, you know, the 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 world is watching. Yep, that's with, what I was literally about to say. Like with, the world with, is watching. Hogan slams Andre, and it's like, yep. That Absolutely. that moment is so ingrained in me, like watching SmackDown, you know, in like 2008, 2009. And that was the moment that started every episode of SmackDown was Andre slamming Hogan. That's backwards, but yeah, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's Hogan slamming Andre. But yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. You, you know what I mean, though? It's just yeah. it is. It's it's the most iconic moment in all of wrestling. Possibly. And for me it's that's why it's at number 8. Yeah. And I I I think um I think if you if you put that moment in a vacuum and it, and I was only rating that moment, it'd be pretty high. It'd be, it'd be pretty higher high. than number 8. As far as I'm concerned. I don't know if I, and I'll ask in a second, but uh as far as I'm concerned, it would probably be like a top 5. Um, if we were talking about, especially from this era, if we were talking about individual spots, Hogan slamming Andre would definitely be top five, if not top one. Um, and yeah, I think, like, I absolutely adore Andre the Giant forever. Um, but, and so I don't, I don't disparage you for putting this one up high. If you're going to put, I think, a Hogan match higher it would be Hogan Andre. At least that's my opinion as like a, I've grown up a fan of wrestling. I'm interested to hear Tyler. What do you think? All right. What was the question? Like I, I'm talking about how I like, uh, Matt rated this Hogan match relative. This is the only Hogan match that I'm aware of so far. Out of, that's out gonna of break all of the us, top ten. <laughs> yes, out of all of us, this is the only Hogan match in uh in the top ten. No, I don't have any of the. I don't. I don't have any of the spectacle for it really, or like the nostalgia for it. Right, um, and I think that's 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 the difference is that like me and Andrew grew up watching it. Yeah. So like, like I said, it was literally I I turned on SmackDown and that's what I saw. Yeah. So. But yeah. yeah uh, Moving on from the it's long... literally before we move on, it's literally it's not even that I feel like I grew up watching it, even though like it obviously I was shown it a whole bunch of times. I was I grew up being told to idolize this moment, like being told to be like, this is a huge thing that happened. And then like as you grow up, you stop being like, I like I know that the all the Hulk Hogan stuff happened. I care about what's happening now. And eventually you start to think about like, okay, let me like, like, this is a, a, a genre of entertainment I'm interested in. Let me learn about its history and stuff. And like, but like you grow up being told that this was an iconic thing. And so I think that's why me and Matt feel so strongly about it. But when we grab Tyler and pull him in completely aside from that, 
this match is kind of fucking boring. Like it's kind of its thing. No, yeah, and I and I agree with that. I I do. It is it is it is objectively a boring match, but that doesn't yeah. change how I feel about it, you know? Yeah. Now, my number eight at the time with three and a quarter stars was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 1992. Interesting. Yeah, I I, I think I was one of the people lowered rated this one like the lowest yeah. uh, at the time. There are so many better Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels matches that we're going to watch, and I'm so pumped to watch those. Now, Andrew, what's your number seven? Number seven is the Royal Rumble match. <laughs> That's where I put this. I think I could, I could potentially maybe one or two spots higher. I could understand, like, even if I like went back and redid it, I could understand if I swapped that up there. Um... The Royal Rumble to me, like my favorite, one of my favorite things in wrestling period. Um, and so this Rumble match to me is like, it's one of the better Royal Rumble matches as far as I'm concerned. Um, but it's still, you know, it's long and a little slow. Like, I feel like overall, I would put the Royal Rumble match top five of all, like, all around wrestling things. But if you're trying to rank quality of matches, there are especially few Royal Rumble matches that would rank much higher than this um, because of just the nature of the way that the stipulation works. It's one of the best things wrestling does, but it is also an hour of dudes cuddling in corners, trying to shove each other over the top rope. Um, that said... Ric Flair, great shtick for this whole thing. Like, he, it's a great match stipulation for Ric Flair, where he gets to come in, he's used to working 60-minute broadways on, like, the, the indie circuit at the time, the non-WWF promotions at the time, um, and before this. Uh, and so he gets to showcase his cardio through the whole thing. He's pretty involved in the whole match. Um, it's a great performance from him. All-time great Bobby Heenan commentary. It's not fucking fair to Flair. Um, <laughs> and, like, I think it's it's a very good Royal Rumble match. It's not the best Royal Rumble match. Um, but, yeah, I think it's it's a lot of fun. Royal Rumble's always a lot of fun. And I'm already familiar, you know, with a bunch of the guys that come through. Hogan, Sid... Uh, there's so many dudes in this match. Tito Santana's in here. He gets a good showcase. Sean shows up. Bulldog shows up. Like there's so many good dudes in this match. Um, and so it's a it's a fun time. But like I like I said, I feel like I would struggle to rank in terms of match quality. Royal Rumble matches all that high. Yeah, it's really I, good when you're familiar with all the people, though. I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. Um. And honestly, so do you, because uh, at the time, your number seven match was the Royal Rumble 1992 with three and a half stars. Andrew, you're on a streak. What the fuck did I tell you guys? I'm so good at this. I'm the best. 
Hell yeah. I'm on point all the time. I do not miss. Disregard any further point on this match, where, or on this match, on this list where I do miss, completely disregarded. I just got three in a row, baby. A hat trick <laughs> of perfect guesses. Not the goal of this, but I, I do. Not I the do goal. Find, Not your it. goal. My goal. <laughs> I don't want to feel called out by my own numerical rating. Uh, I'm the goat. That's all I have. <laughs> I'm the Bret Hart of like wrestling ranking lists. With that said, number <laughs> seven, Tyler Ostos. What do you got? It's Randy Savage versus versus Ricky Steamboat. Why? Why? Um, it was you know it's it's a vibe kinda to be honest, kind of a vibe. It was mm-hmm. a fun match. I remember. I don't really care for either of them because we didn't watch much of them after this. I think. Um, but it was but like it it like it it. it, it to be honest, to be honest, too, I didn't know where to put it with relation to all the Bret Hart matches, and it wasn't a Hogan match. So, <laughs> it's kind of maybe where it fell a little bit. The the, the middle of... Uh, kind of in the, the middle, yeah. Yeah, the, the middle it was of... It uh... match that we watched that I didn't have a bad vibe towards, so... Yeah, <laughs> the middle of a uh, the middle of Tyler's list is like matches that don't contain Bret Hart, but also don't, don't contain, contain Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that that's fair enough. Uh huh. Uh huh. Now, Tyler, you're number seven at the time. Uh huh. It's, it's gonna be bad. Was Hulk Hogan versus yeah. Randy Savage at WrestleMania five with three and a quarter stars? I felt like I probably gave it higher than. Yeah, that's that's too high. <laughs> I kind of agree. Yeah, I think it's too high. It happens. I think, like, I think at the time it was more fun because you were on, like, the Hogan train. And yeah. it was fun to watch Savage. But then having seen where that concludes, it's not as fun in hindsight. It's, That's- like, partly to me, I wish... And I do have more... I do have some uh, Randy Savage coming up on the list still. I kind of wish wish Randy Savage was like a little bit younger. Like I wish that that Macho Man was care instead of like playing part of Hulk Hogan's era of wrestling. I wish we were having like a a main event scene of like Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat. Um, like all both of those guys, I think would have been maybe like even better in like the kind of new generation era. I don't know if that's a hot take necessarily, but like, and granted, uh, you know, Ricky Steamboat up to a lot of good shit uh, with like Ric Flair that we might watch later um, as con- like further context for other stuff um, or as just like random episodes. But uh, like, yeah, I kind of think Randy Savage is one of those guys where it's like it would have been better if he was in a higher work rate era than he was. For sure. I I understand that for sure. Now, my number seven, Andrew, you're going to like. Yeah. Because it was the Royal Rumble 1992. Woo! Me and Matt, dude. Yeah, I mean, me and Andrew have both watched our fair share of Royal Rumbles. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
it is like the most fun a lot of the time match of the year. Uh and that you just you never know who's gonna show up and you're always interested to see like what what they kinda just like pull out for the Royal Rumble. You know, like the the near elimination spots and all those things that we get in later rumbles. I think this is one of those like this is a classic rumble, you know. Um people rank this you know in like lists that you'll find online people will rank this match as like the best rumble i don't necessarily agree with that because i think yeah. it's missing still missing a lot of the elements that make a really good royal rumble still like it's it's still it, the royal rumble as a match concept is still very much in its early stages um but like having flair go broadway to win to win the wwf title you know i think it was a great way to showcase him and his talents for getting the shit kicked out of him. Yep. <laughs> um, the promo beforehand is great with him. The promo afterhand, afterwards is just fantastic. The, the tear in my eye is just such a good promo. And like, even watching this Royal Rumble match without any context of Ric Flair, he's able to, to show you why you should hate him. If that makes sense, like yeah. he is, he's really good at his shtick. Yeah, he he's able to earn your ire as a fan at like a base level, like as the actual. I'm just watching wrestling and observing the character dynamics. Dynamics, sorry. Um, he's also, in my opinion, he's able to earn like on an intellectual level your respect. Um, where you're like, oh yeah, like, like you're like, I fucking hate Ric Flair, and then you also go, Ric Flair's shtick is trying to make me hate Ric Flair, and he's doing really well at that, um, which is kind of why I think very highly of this Royal Rumble. Yeah, it's a fun match for sure. I, you had it um, eight, and it, it, yeah. it's it kind of is in the same spot for all of us. I think it's yeah. like. One of those that's just middle. It is like a middle of the road match compared to everything else that we've seen. Now, my at the time number seven was Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania three. Um, as you could tell, this match is rated higher for me now. <laughs> now uh, I at the time gave it three and a half stars, uh, and I'll talk a bit more when we get there. But uh, I think with m more context, it just moves up. I think. You know, mm -hmm. um, Andrew, why don't you start us off with number six? All right, my number six. This is where I put Randy Savage versus Ric Flair. Um, again, my dad is proud of me. Ric Flair is pretty high. Uh, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I like. I thought this match was fun. Ric Flair and uh, Randy Savage are both, like, for the time, like, pretty solid workers. Um, there's a lot of really weird gender politics around this match. I don't like that Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect are trying to leak Miss Elizabeth's nudes. I'm glad they don't get to. Um, I, like... The post-match beatdown is really funny because, like, they don't... They hold Macho Man down to let Ric Flair beat on him. 
Um, overall, oh, that's right. I think it's Beat pretty the crap fun. out of them at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like o- overall, I think it's a it's a pretty good time. I also laugh about like both post match promos are like a little bit of like like wow they really did this kind of good because it's like Ric Flair and Mr. Perfect are talking about how like how they they've had like it's the like Red Dead 2 we've all had her John but you married her kind of bit um and then Randy Savage the bit that I'll always laugh about is Mean Gene Okerlund which shout out by the way uh Mean Gene Okerlund asking Miss Elizabeth how she feels about it and then Randy Savage going, handing her the the WWF title and going, take this and leave. <laughs> like, don't answer the question. <laughs> like, it's such a kind of strange. Like, I don't really know how I feel about it. I know that I think I put it higher than everything else I put higher than everything else I've had on this uh, this list so far. It's like, it's a very weird spot for me. Um, but it was overall pretty good, you know? Pretty good, as far as my more modern tastes are concerned. It's pretty good. Now, Andrew. Yeah. The hits keep on coming. Fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> at number six at the time, Rick uh, Rick Flair versus Randy Savage, WrestleMania 8. Three and three quarter stars. Andrew, how you feeling? <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be. I'm I'm the best wrestling ranker of all time, <laughs> and by best I mean most consistent. Apparently, <laughs> like, I just all my feelings are the same, or not all, but most of my feelings are the same based on when we watched them. Uh, cultaholic, uh, uh. Watch or what culture wrestling? Yeah, is coming for you. <laughs> All of you are called out. I am better at ranking wrestling than you guys are. Listen to this podcast, please. Actually, advertise this podcast, please. I beg you. <laughs> now, Tyler, what's your number six? Before I get to that, I have a confession. Mm-hmm. This whole podcast has been making low main. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> It is now complete. I've put off my dinner for this podcast. I'm eating as soon as it's over. My low main is now complete, so I may now consume calories. Um, I'm so hungry. (laughs) Mine is Yakuzuna and Bret Hart. Nice. Because I had a lot of fun with I mean, granted, it was recent, but it was fun. And, uh, you know, um, just maybe... uh, uh, to tee the rest of this, it is the worst of the best of the Bret Hart matches so far. Valid, honestly. I like. I actually really love that you ranked this match so high. I, yeah, I'm very. It's like, a really, it, really fun match. I I respect that you ranked this match so high. And you know what, Tyler's consistent because Yokozuna versus Bret Hart at WrestleMania Nine was his uh at the time number six as well. Hey, check it out. Tyler, I mean, student of the game. Three and a half stars. Someday you'll be like me, Tyler. Mm-hmm. Actually, Every single one. You'll yeah, you'll you'll uh you'll rank all of your matches the same way you rated them. Just mm-hmm. like me. It's <laughs> unlikely because I live in the moment and I will say whatever comes to my mind. <laughs> uh, Understandable. Yes, yes. Now, my number six was the Rockers versus the Heart Foundation for Saturday night's main event twenty-four. Now 
I'm the first one to say this match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see where you guys have it, but for me, I think it's uh, it's a fun match. And, and this is the kind of thing, we're getting to the territory of all of these matches are really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And like, on any given day, they, they might be different. But for me today, that match was number six. Um, I just think that f for me, uh, some of the other matches on this list just were more of what I want in wrestling. Like, uh, in terms of like a tag match, I feel like, uh, it's one of the only Bret Hart matches we have, we get that like, doesn't really have that much psychology behind it, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, and I mean, it's 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 a kind of nothing match on Saturday night's main event. You know, the reason why we put this in here was because we wanted to watch the Rockers versus the Heart Foundation because it's integral to the story as <laughs> yeah. as we get into the new generation. And relatively few of them are actually like available to watch. With right. Ease, like, you know? Ideally, the one we would have watched was the the one where the Rockers beat the Hart Foundation for the WWF titles, but that one has been scrubbed from history. Yep. Um, but I think it's still, I mean, out of the two tag matches that we've watched, and out of every single multi-man match we've watched, because the Royal Rumble is under this, I think it's the best of those. Um, and I'm just, it, it was one of those where it left me wanting more which is good. Like, obviously, it's good that th this match left me wanting more. But as a standalone match, that that brings it down a few pegs for me. Uh, my number six at the time was Hulk Hogan versus the Ultimate Warrior WrestleMania six, guys. That's so high. <laughs> That's so high. Yeah, it turns out we were still missing a, Ho a Hogan match from one of us. And it was yeah. for me. Surprise! <laughs> Surprise! I think at the time, cause, so I rated this at the time three and a half stars. I think at the time, it was one of those where the spectacle at the time had me more enthralled, but like looking back on it, yeah. uh, it, it just completely fell off the map for me. Yeah, and I think, if I remember correctly, I think the three of us together had a good amount of fun watching Hogan Warrior. Um... Mm -hmm. But like, and so like, I I absolutely understand why you rated that relatively high. Um, but yeah, that's uh, putting a Hulk Hogan match that high. Cringe, imagine. <laughs> I'm terrible. Well, Andrew, why don't you start us off with the, the top with the five? Top five. Uh, Booker T's fave five. Let's go. All right. That's My a, that's a, number that's five. That's a deep cut wrestling reference. Yeah, that's a, a relatively deep cut. We'll get to, it's both a, a, a Booker T and T-Mobile reference. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I had T-Mobile at the time that the Fave Five was a thing, by the way. Uh, Same. Uh, but yeah, so my number five. Barely cracking the top five, which honestly... I'm disappointed by is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 1992. I think they have better work coming. We all know that. Um, by we all, by me, by we all, I mean me, Matt, and hopefully the people listening. Um, 
But like, I was kind of a little bit let down by this is sort of the first really high profile Brett versus Sean match. And they do a lot of good stuff. I think Sean has, at this point in time, a bit of a ways to go before he really comes into his own. Things that are illustrated by, like, the fact that, like, his, like, the the switch in music's not his finish at the time. Um, He's not singing his own theme song at the time. It's a big part of what I love about Shawn Michaels, but, uh, like, you still see everything that they could be, but I just didn't quite feel like it got there. And so that's why it's number five and not anywhere higher. It cracks the top five because Brett and Sean are two of the best to ever do it. But, like, it's I couldn't quite get past five for me. Now, ladies and gentlemen, how does he do it? Because number I... five at the time was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels, <laughs> Survivor Series 1992, with three so and three-quarter stars. I'm so good at this. <laughs> Fuck yeah. I'm so, I like... I don't know why I I put so much of my own value into the fact that my my subjective match rankings, which are the ones I'll stand by harder, I think it will we'll maybe talk about that once we get to the end of everybody's lists. Uh, but I I definitely I put more stock in how I subjectively rate these matches now than like with the star ratings I gave them on the episodes. Um, I don't know why I'm so proud of the fact that I'm so I'm so consistent. I'm so good at this. I have strong opinions about wrestling, I guess. They hold true no matter what. I'm yeah. the best at this. The king of guessing my own star ratings. <laughs> now, uh, Tyler. Uh-huh. uh-huh. What's, the, what's the first I match of your top five? I suppose you would want me to rate my first match of my yeah. top five. What's Mine is Shawn Michaels versus Marty Gennady. Fair enough. It was a good match. It was fun. Yeah, um, good time. Uh, Brett, as usual, kind of carries the match. Brett's not uh, in the match. <laughs> wait, I'm sorry, Shawn Michaels kind of carried the match. I don't know why I said Brett. I'm so because you're so you're accustomed to the idea of Bret Hart carrying a match. It's because I'm high. No, that's why, guys. It's because I'm high. Um, Shawn carried the match. Uh, Shawn's hair not as good as Brett's hair. Um, so Yet. that's why he's not high. That might be a hot take. Hmm. Because, like, oh, even I, the Bret Hart mark of this show, I don't necessarily agree. It's a hot take, but it, it is the correct take, unfortunately for you. Um, the... I... So, like, the fact that I know it ends his career is kind of sad. Um, But it, like, at least concludes something, which I feel like you never mm-hmm. get in wrestling, you know? Yeah, like you absolutely. never really get a conclusion, and the fact that this ended it, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's Tyler, good. pretty good. Not Tyler. Uh huh. At the time, you're number five. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Three and a half stars was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels at Survivor Series 1992. Okay. It's yeah. fine. I feel like there's not much to say about that. Like, yeah. Andrew kind of said it all about this match already. Yeah, that's kind of why I, 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 I'm, yeah. Kind of out of things to say. Yeah. 
Now, my number five. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At number five, for me, Matt Abalde. Uh Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 3. Nice. This match cracking into my top five. Well, that makes sense. In terms of the psychology, in terms of the the planning of the spots, in terms of the storytelling, I think this is one of those matches that, like, if you are training to become a professional wrestler, you have to watch this match. But also yeah. a huge mark for Savage. I am a pretty big mark for Randy Savage. That uh, is correct. Uh-huh. Just, just, it, yeah. I feel like it's almost hard not to be. Like, you don't have to be a mark to yeah. where you put, like, his, like, Savage Steamboat in your top five necessarily, but, like, I think I, I like used to be a mark and not Randy Savage. Yeah, I think I was more and now I'm not. Understandable. Because we got Brett. And Sean. <laughs> Absolutely, baby. Hell yeah. Why? I think that's why. <laughs> that's fair, to be now, honest. Now, at the time, for me, uh, at number five was the Royal Rumble 1992. Uh, it, it, you know, it's, it's, I rated it seven. It's not, it was five at the time. That, that makes sense to me, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was three and a half stars. So, like, it's kind of in that same, like, ballpark as, as Savage Steamboat was for me. So, it's like, it's one of those that it can move around a lot. Um, yeah. Now, Andrew, carry us on number four. All right. I left a long pause because I have to pee really bad. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to do that right now. And so we could cut this whole bit. I promise I will come back and be able to have it edited into a way that makes sense. I have to pee really bad. <laughs> Please don't save any of this, Matt. Cut it all. He has no, to know this guitar. We need, to, we need to make this content now. He so says, we can't cut it. But who's buying? Peace out. Here, I'll just sing the whole time. But who's <laughs> buying? Sing a song. Uh, Andrew, do you want, or Tyler, sorry, you're not Andrew, you're Tyler. Yeah. Um. Did you want to watch Ric Flair's last match tonight or no? Oh, not tonight, I, I won't be able to make it through, I'm way too high. I'm way Fair. too crossed, I will fall asleep. It, it, it does, it does technically go Broadway. What does that mean? It's... <laughs> It's over an hour. If you start from the entrances, it is it is an hour. Oh, it's I'm kind of happy we didn't we didn't stream it. It was kind of from what I saw on Twitter, it was kind of fucked. Yeah, mid seventy five years old and he's fucking bleeding. He's fucking blading. Yep. <laughs> or uh, arguably potentially not even blading and just smack and like actually just cracking his skull open. <laughs> I think the funniest shit was The Undertaker in the audience. Yeah! Just, like, clearly you... disappointed. Uh... You made pizza? Yeah. Okay, thank you. Andrew's mom made pizza, guys. Yeah, my mom made pizza. Um, again, none of, none of this should be actually in the, uh, the podcast. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right! 
my number four. We're back. My number four. Uh, my number four wrestling match that we've covered so far on the show. This is where I put Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat WrestleMania three. Um, I to parrot what <laughs> Matt just said about it, basically. Uh, again, I think the psychology is great. The fact that like the way that you can kind of tell it was planned from start to finish. I think the pace of it's really good. Um, I think it's a really well paced match. Um, obviously both guys are pretty talented workers, uh, which is an understatement. Um, it's just like a, a decently exciting, like it's one of those things where it's like, I think we kind of talked about it on the episode as like a, a bit of a rare gem amongst all of the like late eighties, early nineties wrestling of like, this is, uh, in terms of what's like well shot and recorded for things like pay-per-view or television um in like the late 80s, late 80s early 90s like there's obviously not that much of like steamboat flair um and all that kind of stuff um and so this is one of those things where you're like you catch a glimpse of what the future of wrestling looks more like because this match is what inspires like we endlessly talk about how things that Randy Savage Ricky Steamboat um, Rick Flair, uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart were all doing at this time that is like the original foundation of what current wrestling is. And to me, the most exemplary match of that is Randy Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. Um, and so that's why I put it at, at number four. That's why it's in the top five. After this, there's a bunch of matches that I think I subjectively like a good deal more than Savage Steamboat. I think Savage Steamboat, absolutely ahead of its time. Um, better than literally anything Hulk Hogan did in his almost entire career. Um, it's a building block upon which mansions were constructed, castles were constructed. Um, but there's still a little bit to be desired. You know, I think there's still, um, there's like, they're both, you know, crazy workers, but it's not quite the work rate of like Brett and Sean, even. Um, it's still one of those things where it's just like, both of these guys were clearly ahead of their time. I think both Savage and Steamboat would have been, even better if they were younger and wrestling in the same era of their prime as Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. I think if those four guys, that's one fucking hell of a main event scene. Randy Savage, Ricky Steamboat, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. If they were all in their prime, uh, it would have been absolutely incredible wrestling fucking pillar to post. But I don't like, I, I don't feel like I can necessarily put Savage Steamboat too much higher than four. That's fair enough. And Andrew. Yeah? Can you guess what match you put in at number four? Is it four Savage stars? Steamboat? It Is was it Savage, Savage Steamboat? Steamboat? I'm the best. I'm so good. <laughs> I'm doing the Hulk Hogan, like, ear pose, like the... <laughs> Let me hear you all cheer. Let me do the... Hulk Hogan poses real quick to myself in my own room. Nobody can see it. 
There's no visual component to this podcast. Fuck Hulk Hogan, but I'm doing all his poses. <laughs> Tyler, what's your number four? Fuck, what is it? Uh, it is... Can you guess? Is no. it Savage Steamboat? No, it's not. I don't that even remember. Number... You put Savage, that was, Savage Steamboat that was lower. It's It's because I've lost my fucking thing. Number yeah. four... Bret Hart versus versus <laughs> the Maniac, Hardy Piper. Ah, that's fair. Um, yeah, I feel like we're in that area where the top four. I feel like the matches in the top four are pretty like, for sure. It's just the placement of them. I think is interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's definitely we're in. I think the top five is definitely the most subjective of like everything for sure you know now sorry tyler i cut you off what were you gonna say fuck what was i gonna say um i just feel like you kind of got to respect the man because like he's kind of a legend and he kind of had a sad end to his you know like his life uh so yeah and it was a good match it was fun it was a really good match like no. Like I think at the time we said that like it was given the respect it deserved, which you don't get like see that much in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, at the time, Andrew or Tyler, sorry, at the time, Tyler. What you rated at number four though was Randy Savage versus Ric Flair at WrestleMania eight. Which was significantly lower this time. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think it's a, it's kind of a testament to the fact that, like, at the time that we... Because, you know, like, uh, Matt, you talked about how, um, aside from any times we had seen these matches beforehand, me and Matt watched these matches twice for the show. Um... But Tyler doesn't. Tyler only watches them for, the, like, like, the recording of the show. And so it's kind of a, a testament to the fact that Tyler had more fun with Savage uh, Flair when we watched it than he remembers it being fun. Yeah. Which I think is is a fun illustration of the impact that, like, watching wrestling with friends can have on wrestling. Um, I think wrestling's almost always better with friends. Like most things are. Yeah. Matt, what was your number four? Uh, my number four was the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart Ooh. at Wembley Stadium, SummerSlam 1992. Um, I, That's interesting. I, so for me, it's number like, like, obviously it's higher for you guys because you guys haven't mentioned this match yet. Yep. Uh, for me, it's at number four purely because of what it could have been. If that makes sense. Yeah, I I kind of get it. Um, Brett carries this match, and it's really good. I think the other matches on my I think Brett, I mean like Brett carries every match basically. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that's my think, boy. That's right. I think of like the top four Brett matches that I kind of have, or no, not not every match in my top four is a Brett match. 
Sorry. Of the top four matches that I have, I think this is this is very solidly number four. I think this is like one of those where like it, it kind of stays at number four. I think the top three change around a lot for me. But I think this is like this is very solidly a little under what the what the rest of the top what the top three are for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, like I said, it leaves me wanting to see what would have happened. You know, it's it's such a good match, and I just I I I wish Bulldog was all there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, now number four for me at the time was Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper. With four stars, I re- I have this match higher. <laughs> yeah, and we'll 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 talk more about it when we get to it. Uh, Andrew, number three, number three for me, which is interesting because we just talked about it. My number three is British Bulldog versus Bret Hart, SummerSlam 1992. Um, oh, <laughs> who's else is? <laughs> is it Tyler? Is it also yeah, your number three? It's also my number um, three. Which also, I'll wager, I don't know yet, and we don't need to talk about it yet, because I still have thoughts to share on the match. Um, but I'll wager that this might be where I break with my own star ratings. Um, but I kind of agree with you, Matt, that the reason why I put this at number three and not any higher is because it feels very clearly when you watch it, especially when you watch it having known the backstory it feels very clearly carried by Bret Hart. Um, which I'm all for, because Bret's the GOAT. Um, and that's kind of why I feel like I put it... Uh, Matt, you're the Sean guy, so when Bret carries a match, you put it at number four. But for me, when Bret has to carry a whole ass match, it's at least number three material. I loved this match... I loved the crowd. One of the biggest things going forward, Tyler, that you'll definitely learn is that a hot crowd can make a decent match great. And this match was good and made pretty phenomenal by the fact that this crowd was hot as fuck for the British Bulldog. Um, They popped super loud, especially when you consider the fact that the crowd wasn't mic'd at the time. They were so loud. They're possibly one of the loudest crowds of all time. And I love when wrestling has a hot crowd. British Bulldog, despite the fact that Brett's calling the entire match to him and he doesn't really know what's going on until it happens, he's absolutely pulling his weight. Davey Boy's doing great in this match. Um, Brett is in rare form. Brett is in, like, when, when you call Brett the GOAT, this is the kind of match you're yeah. thinking of, where he Brett can, has to be. He totally carries the match. Like even like when yeah. he's, you know, like when like the like spots where like you know like he's supposed to be like you know like hurt and stuff. Like he like even carries those. Like he's yep. he's so good in this match. Yeah, that's that's my thing. He's like literally, it's like Michael Jordan levels of once in a uh, once in a generation. Like nobody's as good as Bret Hart. Um, he, like, like you said, even when he's being, when, when British Bulldog is in the driver's seat of the match, kayfabe speaking, you can still tell that it's Bret Hart's thing. Um, and that's like an insane level of talent in professional wrestling. Um, and so that's kind of why I put it at number three. There's still two more matches that I like more, uh, but it's absolutely an iconic ass match 
Now, Andrew, you are correct from before. This is where you break up, start yep. to break away. Uh, your number three at the time was the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation Saturday Night's Main Event 24 with four yep. and a quarter stars. I think I might be able to read at least slightly where the rest of my list is ending up <laughs> in terms of my, which to be fair, I get to process of elimination based on the fact that I've gotten so many rights so far. I'm the that, king of that's wrestling. That's true, yeah. <laughs> Put it here first. Andrew, king of wrestling, right here. Fuck yeah. Chris Hero and Claudio Castanoli, fuck you. I'm fuck the king you. of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, what's your number three? It's fuck, oh fuck, it's my turn? Yep, no, wait, we just said the number three, man. It's first full dog. Yeah. Brad R is the... It's, it, it's great. Oh, it's, it's my turn. Fun. It's, it's your turn. turn. It's my number three. I mean, like, I kind of went at the same time as Andrew. Yeah, like, we oh, can yeah. give... Let's give wait, Tyler... Wait. Tyler, yeah. give, Tyler, give some opportunity. I, I said a lot already. Expand on whatever you feel like you might want to say it's about the, So, that's like, that's the up. match where, like, you realize that whoever he fights, he makes look good. Like, it's yep. that match where it's, like... Like, it, like... You can't have a bad Brett match because he'll make you be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so Tyler, the match that you rated number three before was Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper, which you rated at number four this time. Hmm, okay. So a little, a little swap there. Uh, now my number three was Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels Survivor Series 1992. I can't uh, begrudge you that. It's it's a it's a good match. It's yep, not it's, it's obviously not, it's not the best Shawn uh Bret match. But it it's still damn good. And it's as as a Shawn mark it it that's I'm not gonna lie as a Sean Mark it does drive drive the rating up a little bit more. Uh, <laughs> I could <can> tell. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean I feel like there's not a lot to say about this match that hasn't already been said. I think it's 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 for sure Sean's best match of like this era before we get to the new generation. Um, and it's it's always it's it's one of those where where Bret Hart doesn't have to carry someone. The mm -hmm. whole match, like Shawn Michaels, is able to go blow for blow, hold for hold with with Bret Hart, and it shows. And it just makes me more excited to see what, with a little bit more time and a little bit more experience, how this match changes. Uh, number three at the time for me, Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, uh, four stars. Uh, I have it rated higher. That's all I'm going to say about it. I have this match rate, rated higher now. It's kind of nice. lame, to be honest. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Conflicting opinions from the, from the, from the co-host. Like I, like I said, I, I'm the kind of person as a human being where, like, like I said, kind of a lot of the back half, like the non-Hogan parts of this list to me are very subjective. Like, I almost... I almost wouldn't begrudge anybody rating any of the non-Hogan matches that we've watched so far, like, even up to number one. Um, and that's just kind of me. That said, I don't necessarily agree. Obviously, I had, like, Savage Flair lower than you do. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely... Uh, you know what? I'll change my mind. You're cringe. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. All, all cyber time right. now. Bringing the boiling vat. Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Me and Andrew are going to start, all right? Let's tar and feather Matt for putting tar and feather flare behind. That could be racist. Could be racist, potentially. Yeah, white people. <laughs> yeah, us white yeah, people be, tar and feathering. Yeah, the, it'd, be, it'd be weird, our, maybe. Our, let's just kill our him. Argentinian friend? Let's just kill him, all right, instead. Yeah, let's just kill him. That's just, better. <laughs> just like a standard killing, you know, not like yeah, a tar like feathering. A, yeah, not like a prolonged, you know. Yeah, exactly, just like a just like a regular one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andrew, what's your number two? Oh my, yeah, we're doing that. <laughs> my number two to circle back around to it. I already am like, like I said, my memory is full of fucking cigarette burn holes um so i don't know if i'm actually right about this i think i'm the highest person to put this match my number two is the rockers versus the heart foundation who i you... love that match mine has uh, not come and up i yet. still love that match okay um but yeah i put rockers versus heart foundation at number two tag matches are always going to be really strong work rate matches uh comparative um not always i guess you know but uh like when you have two really good tag teams against each other it's gonna be like a more exciting work rate than a lot of the time even two really good single stars like british bulldog and bret hart um and so you got like the rockers when they're good together i think that's where obviously i mean in terms of all time that's where marty Jannetty shines is in the rockers and like that's where you really appreciate his work on top of you get to appreciate jim neinhart um on top of both brett and sean being in that match i even loved it down to the dusty ass finish that leaves you wanting more because it feels smartly booked it's like yep both of these guys are kind of the two dudes who are up against demolition demolition comes out Everything kind of falls apart. Who's really better, the Rockers or the Heart Foundation? You don't get to know right now. It's it's all up in the air. I think it was exciting up until the end. I had a really great time watching it. It was so good. Now, Andrew. Yep. Number two at the time. Yep. Was the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart SummerSlam yeah. 1992 with four and a half stars. Understandable. So you got I, those two switched. Yep, yeah, I got them switched. And I feel that. Yeah, I, yeah. like I, I could interchange them if I if like you sat me down, I might start him and Han over what's number two and number three. But they're both in that range for me. That's that's fair enough. Tyler, what's your number two? My number two is Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels. Um, from what I remember, this match was the start of kind of like high flying wrestling. It felt like a little bit, a little uh, bit. Like yeah, I mean like not like high high flying, but like it, you know, the, there was more. It, 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 so like it like marked a a shift for sure and switching from like Hogan style stuff to this kind of stuff. Like, like it was for sure. Like a, like very like marked change. Mm-hmm. And it felt like these two, like Brett and Sean were kind of like built for each other, you know, like the like, whole match felt that way. And 
the fact that that and I think potentially the hype that I've been hearing maybe maybe put it like higher is that this is gonna be like the whole like new era of it. But I'm kind of like like pumped to see it though. Is the thing so I, so like I think with the fact that I have the like uh you know like the you know the like um thought that this is what the, you know like you know like what we're gonna keep seeing. I think that's potentially why it's so high is that I'm pumped to see more of this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, and I definitely understand that. Y- you'll get it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're gonna see it. It's like, uh, ultimately speaking, I think you can divide everybody in wrestling today into four separate categories. At least one of which we haven't quite gotten to yet. Hulk Hogan, no. Yeah, you know, like literally you can divide like modern wrestling into four categories. Guys that are like Hogan, guys that are like Austin, which we haven't gotten to, uh, but we will. Fuck yeah, we will. Uh, guys that are like Brett and guys that are like Sean. Those are your four. Um, with the rare ones that sit kind of outside all of those. Um, I definitely understand why Brett and Sean would be this high. Now, your actual number two, Tyler, at the time, uh-huh. was... The Rockers versus the Hart Foundation Saturday night's main event 24 with four and a, and a quarter stars. That's very interesting. So that's very interesting. It's still Brett and Sean. <laughs> I mean, like, ultimately. And you can you could literally argue like the notes that you gave for Brett versus Sean could just be transferred to that match, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like. I mean, like, yeah, that and like the fact that it's like a tag match means that there is like, like, you know, less downtime and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Yeah. Now, my number two was the Rockers versus. Oh nope, I'm incorrect. Sorry, I was reading from the long, <gasps> wrong list. My okay. number two was Randy Savage versus Ric Flair WrestleMania Eight. Talk about this. I think it's Explain almost yourself. the perfect match. Expand on that and write so, it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's two of the best who have ever done it, right? Yeah. And the it's it's I mean I could it's it's basically the same talking notes from Savage Steamboat for me, but higher in terms of the the psychology, the ring work, and all of that. I think it's 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 one of it's it's a masterclass of how to work a crowd. It's a masterclass of, um, of, uh, uh, of just technical wrestling. It's a masterclass of, of just, it's, 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 once again, it's, it's a match you have to watch if you want to be a wrestler. Um, I think the, 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 the only match I think so far that does a better job at working the crowd is the match that I have a number one, which we'll get to. Is that, is that a satisfactory answer for you guys? Yeah, sure. Like I said, like I said, I think most of the post Hogan stuff, like I would definitely like, you could have put Savage Flair at one and I would be like, I don't necessarily agree, but like, I kind of get where you're coming from. Um, 
it kind of depends to me on like two things. One, how into Ric Flair and his whole thing you are, um, which I'm not either the most or the least into Ric Flair. Um, and then also, I think Tyler might feel the same way as as me on this. How much Brett and Sean have kind of tainted your taste for Randy Savage? That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because, like, not to say that I I don't like Savage. Savage is amazing. He's one of the best to ever do it. Um, But, like, I do think Savage is one of those things where it's almost like to me, and this might be a hot take to people listening to, it's almost like Monty Python and the Holy Grail, where it's like everything's... Like, there's so much stuff after this that references it that if you've watched all that stuff first and you watch Monty Python, you're like, yeah, like, I kind of get where this comes from, but, like, I don't know if I like this more than all the other stuff I've already seen. And so that's kind of where I'm at on the Savage Flare match. That's that's fair And then also, you know, the, the whole, the, like sexism <laughs> yeah wrestling sexism of the 90s like that yeah, that's sexism is, is not okay not okay but like you know it's i feel like the savage flare feud and matches in that like it was a different era and therefore maybe a bit forgivable and so i get why you put it up here yeah now, my number two at the time was the Rockers versus the Hart Foundation Saturday Night's Main Event 24. Uh, yeah, this match kind of felt a little bit for me just because uh, of the non-definitive end. And, like, I, I understand why it made Andrew like it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it just wasn't. I, 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 I wanted to see one of those teams win so badly. Yeah. You know. You want to watch Sean Pinbrett, don't you? I do. I really do. (laughs) Now, Andrew, what's your number one match? My number one match we've watched so far. I'm so elated to say is Brett Hitman Hart versus Rowdy Roddy Piper. Fuck yeah, this match. It's such a, like, well-told story between two of the best. Even if, like, Roddy Piper, not necessarily known as one of the better workers all time, but, like, he's, he holds his own. Brett obviously can carry, like, empty space to a great match. Like, it's a well, it's such a well-told story. Such a great passing of the torch moment which you know i'm a mark for bret hart so when bret hart gets handed the torch and is like yeah you're one of the top guys right now definitively like i'm all for it um roddy piper's great like he's not necessarily heel at the time but boy is he leaning that way because he just can't put bret hart away like and that whole story of like him picking up the ring bell and really thinking about it like all of that stuff is so well done it's such a great self-contained one wrestling match story 
Oh, it's so good. The, the like pre-match promos where Brett, where where Brett and Roddy are talking to each other, and Piper's like, "I knew you since you were knee high to a grasshopper." I was like, "Oh, it's so it's such a good like it's such a good WrestleMania match. It's so great." Um, honestly, probably well within my top ten matches all time. I'm such a fan of this match. Yeah, it's and- so good. I'm sure you know by now, based on process of elimination. Yep. Your number one match at the time with four and a half stars was Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper. Absolutely. And now I'm going to actually jump the gun and do mine right now. Because my number one match was also Bret Hart versus Roddy Piper WrestleMania uh, 8. Now, what I said about Randy Savage versus Ric Flair, where I said my number one match actually works the crowd better. Yeah, it's the best crowd work in wrestling history, I think. Possibly, quite possibly. Uh, I mean, Piper holding the bell is such a reference moment in the future of wrestling. Uh, this passing of the torch of two work-rate guys for the Intercontinental Championship was amazing like this the fact that this also just happened for the intercontinental championship is crazy um and the fact that that was piper's only intercontinental championship reign is also crazy um and it's actually it's so interesting kind of to peel to, to pull back the curtain a little bit it's really interesting to have this match for me and and andrew at number one because when we had originally come up with the match list this match wasn't on the match list I had uh, to I had to pitch it to Matt, right? Yeah, see, because yeah. we have one more Roddy Piper match. I'm going to spoil just a little bit. We're going to have one more Roddy Piper match later down the line. And uh, I was telling Andrew, man, I'm bummed that we're not going to get, like, to really show Tyler Roddy Piper at his prime. Because and I said, watch him wrestle Brett. <laughs> yeah, and God, what a good suggestion of a match. This is such a good match. My number one at the time, however, was British Bulldog versus Bret Hart, SummerSlam '92. <laughs> Absolutely fair as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it. A lot of these matches, it just depends on your mood at the day. What, how it's gonna be? I think, you know. Yeah. Now, I decided to save a differing opinion for last year. What's me, Mister Young Lion, Mister Ostos? What do you have at number one? I got the Rockers versus the Heart Foundation. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it. It's kind of everything that I said about Brett and Sean, but it's just like, there's just like extra because like, there's, there's less time for them to rest, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's just like, kind of like, it's kind of like all action and it's two teams who you want to see beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And dude, Jim Neidhart. Is so good too. Like, He's like, so good. We see Janetti and Michaels and Bret Hart in singles matches later, and we don't really get to see much of Jim Neidhart outside of the Hart Foundation. We'll probably touch back on the Hart Foundation um, at some point. We'll, we'll get to see Jim Neidhart again. But like, what? What? One of the best fucking big men of all time. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. He's I think phenomenal. For sure, the most underrated big man of all time. 
I don't yeah, think people realize how good Jim Neidhart was. Like people, I think people associate with this era of big men guys like Vader, yeah, more and Batman Bigelow. And not to disparage those guys; those guys are great. But Jim Neidhart needs to be in the conversation with those guys. Um, he's such a phenomenal big man. Um, now to wrap it up, Tyler's uh, at the time. You said that you're you're at, with four and a half stars. That your number one match was the British Bulldog versus Bret Hart. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is yeah, it's it's one of those where everyone's top three is kind of interchangeable a lot of the time. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's it's about your mood at the time. Um, yeah. How did it, how did you guys feel about this exercise? I mean, I loved it. I think I think going forward, my favorite episodes of this show are probably always going to be when we do the the like roundup top list of everything. Um, I definitely had a very good time doing this. Uh, I'm so glad about all this wrestling we got to watch. Wrestling's great. Um, wrestling is so fucking good. Shout out to as like my. My final thoughts. I know I I told uh I told Matt this when I when I when I pitched the idea of doing like a roundup episode for this era. I want to give shout outs to all of the people outside the ring that really made this era you great. Gotta salute the fallen like Mr. Jesse Ventura. Gotta salute, dude. Jesse Ventura, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, absolutely. Almost undisputed commentary goat. Um, Bobby, Bobby the, the Brain, brain Heenan. Heenan uh, our main our main man, Mean Gene. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Uh, the absolute, uh, like, unironically, I said, I like, as much as I said, possibly undisputed commentary goat, Gorilla Monsoon. Undisputed, absolute ring announcer goat, Howard fucking Finkel. He's so Absolutely. good. Like everybody doing that. Jim Ross showing up near the end. Like everybody doing all that stuff. Um, big shout outs to everybody. Uh, I think more so than anything, learning the ropes has given me a greater appreciation for commentary. Yeah. Um, kind of speed running through it and hearing from the brain and Jesse Ventura and then listening to and of course, it it it's it's a it's currently in you know recording of the podcast. We're entering a new era of WWE. Mm. Uh, so who knows what commentary will sound like? But like, if you tried to watch Monday Night Raw like a couple weeks ago, it it's rough to listen to a bit. Yeah, and I like it's just one of those things where for me, I, like I wanted to take this time. Because this podcast is ultimately going to be about the work that goes on between those ropes. But everybody on the outside, down to like referees, like this is where the, the Hebner's, Hebner's should like pull a whole bunch of really great work out. Like all of that stuff, like all the people that like aside from guys like Hogan, Savage, Flair, Steamboat, uh, Brett and Sean even. Um, all of those, like all of the people that, uh, bust their ass to sell you the import of what the wrestlers are doing, um, is, 
not to be ever understated. Um, and on top of that, just some of the, some of amongst some of the worst wrestling all time, there's some of the best wrestling all time. Yeah. And I, I can't fail to appreciate that. Now, this is going to be a little surprise segment. Andrew doesn't know I'm doing this. What the fuck? So we are mostly a reaction podcast. And I felt like we need something to react to this episode. So I've pulled up something for all of us to react to. It's a short little clip. Is it going to be four minutes? Um, what the fuck are we watching? If it's a dick pic, I'm leaving. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Stand back! <laughs> oh, I, hang on. I figured we needed to leave the rock and wrestling era in fantastic fashion with the most rock and wrestling moment of Possibly. wrestling history. We're going to watch Stand Back live at the 37th Annual Slammy Awards in 1987. Good Christ. We're back. And with Stand Back done. <laughs> Legendary. Uh, um, I think I might quit the podcast. <laughs> Tyler, as Vince McMahon says, as we finish the rock and wrestling era, stand back. Because we are onward and upward to better things. Things with giant question marks as we head forward into again alongside rock and wrestling some of the best and some of the worst the new generation new generation we'll see you guys next week when we're back with season two of learning the ropes make sure to like comment subscribe do all the things tyler you got anything else to add Oh, I got nothing this week. Oh, I got something. I tell you nothing. what, Shiki baby, fuck the Hulk Hogan. I'm so glad we're done. That's the end. That's the yeah. end. Oh, yeah. Guys, that was three hours. Yeah, yeah that episode's was... going to be necessarily long. I fully expect...